This is Think Queerly, and I'm your host, Darren Steele. Think Queerly is about thinking differently, thinking critically, and honest self-examination about one's place in the world and how we go about leading ourselves with personal responsibility. Now, as a coach, I help creatives cultivate their purpose to experience more freedom, impact, and joy. I share personal development practices based on the neuroscience of transformational coaching and principles of human-heartedness based on my study of the Tao Te Ching. It's my hope that what I teach here will help you to practice more humility, compassion, and open-mindedness leading to more understanding and respect for the dignity of others, creating curiosity and acceptance for the diversity of humanity. So before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about something that's happening for the rest of this month, January 2021. You know, one of the last posts I put out was about how to respond to this setting goals and New Year's resolutions and missing the emotional intentionality, the real reason that would drive you to be self-motivated. But it's so much more than that right now. And with COVID-19 still raging, where I live in Ontario, Canada, we're going into another really severe 28-day lockdown. People are stressed. People are frustrated. People are feeling like they're under threat because they feel they don't have the freedom to do the things they want to do, or they're just confused because of the threat that they're under or the discomfort that they're under, or the fact that they can't express themselves in the way that they're normally used to. Well, to help, I'm offering free clarity and focus sessions for the rest of the month. And these are sessions to help you get the clarity and the focus and the direction that you're probably looking for that you can take action on right away. And to be fully transparent, this is not a sales pitch to get you to work with me. I am genuinely interested in helping as many people as I can in the time that I have available as a response to a lot of what I'm reading and comments I'm hearing from other people. So if that's something you are interested in, it's really simple. Just head over to the show notes or the article where you found this podcast. There will be a description and a link. Just enter your name and your email address, and I will send you an email right away with four questions that you need to answer, and we'll set up a time. All right? It's first come, first served, and I look forward to hearing from you. Well, today I want to share with you another personal evolution practice. I'm calling this what to do when you can't figure out why you're not doing what you want. So this is a process to help you get unstuck and create a simple strategy. Wow. (laughs) To help you get unstuck, to create a simple strategy to easily do what you want and need to get done. So let me share with you something I wrote in my journal not too long ago. I stopped work at 4 p.m. today, opened a bottle of Pinot Noir, parked my ass on the couch, and then watched RuPaul's Drag Race. We ordered pizza for dinner, I made banana bread, and I had a slice of that too. Ugh, this morning I still feel stuffed from eating the pizza, and I haven't had a workout this week at all. What do I need to change to make working out at home not only easier, 
but more frequent. I wonder, has this been happening to you? I mean, when I wrote the above in my journal, suddenly my coaching brain was activated and turned on and I knew, okay, I can create a personal evolution process for myself to figure out why the heck I have been so lazy and avoiding and making excuses for not doing my workouts and that hopefully this process would be refined in enough of a way that I could share it with you. And that's what I'm doing today. Now, over the last couple of months, as it's become colder, I have been struggling to exercise as much as I used to. When Ontario shut down in the middle of March in 2020 because of COVID-19, Many businesses closed down, gyms included, and it was still cold outside at the time. Um, it was actually much colder last uh, March than it is right now. So my partner, Christian, and I, we simply made the mental switch and we had, you know, literally been working out and then suddenly we couldn't go to the gym to work out anymore. So it's like, okay, let's maintain the routine. So we came up with some things we could do indoors, and thankfully we have two stories, so we would run up and down the stairs, and the other person would get dressed warm and do jump rope up on the balcony. We'd do some body weight mobility exercises, and we just alternate, and we did this three, four times a week, and it was great. And then winter transitioned into spring, and spring into summer, and um, there were some measures that you weren't allowed to go work out in playgrounds or in parks. And so once those were lifted, then we got ourselves out of doors and there's this great big park where we live and it's a, a, a deep basin. So you can run up and down, uh, uh an asphalt paved, uh, path on the hill. And there are some, uh, railings by a public washroom. So we were able to attach some of our, uh, resistance bands and, Again, you know, it was gorgeous out to be outside. And, you know, when you weren't able to do anything else, it was this freedom that we were able to then apply to and enjoy and keep our fitness going while the gyms were still not open. And then they opened briefly and then they closed right back down and we were right back where we started from. So summer turned to fall and then here we are again in winter. And it was sometime, I think, in December, I went out one morning at 6.30 in the morning or something, my usual workout time. And it was pretty cold that day. It was well below uh, freezing. And I just found the workout I was doing, which was a really intense cardiovascular one and jumping up and down and running and some sprinting and stuff and skip rope. I, I just found it really hard to breathe. And then later on that day, I wasn't feeling great. And then the next day I woke up and I had like that the the glands in the side of my neck were swollen. I had an earache in in my left eardrum and like to an extent that I, it reminded me of the earaches I used to get that were really bad as a kid and I felt unwell. I thought, shit, is this the onset of covid? Well, the next day it completely cleared up and I was fine. But I'm fairly weather sensitive, so I just made the decision and realized, you know, unless I train for this, this isn't going to make me feel good. And if I have to have a headache and an earache and a throat ache, you know, for some time until I get used to it, it's just not worth it. Excuses, maybe. So here's the thing. Even though I was working from home, and I've been working from home for the last couple of years, just with this wrinkle of it becoming winter, I could never find a good time to exercise. You know, on, on the one hand... I knew that was an excuse, but 
Very recently, mornings have become this absolute sacred time for me to write and think. And between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., well, my partner uses the the main floor, the living room, dining room space, um, because he is now working at home virtually. So at 4 p.m., we've just got used to going out for a walk together just to sort of clear our heads and to get outside and to get some fresh air. And, and now at 4 p.m., it's starting to get darker. Well, we're starting to see some light more, but we want to get outside before it's too dark. So just still haven't been working out to the point where I'm asking myself, what's wrong with me? What I've been working out since I was 18 years old. I was a professional health and fitness coach for 15 years. I'm 55 years old now, so what's the problem? I've had a 37-year-old habit. Why am I struggling to work out? Well, like I said at the beginning, as a personal transformation coach, I figured I should be able to come up with the reasons why to give myself some clarity to come up with some direction and design a strategy to be able to move forward. So my problem was easy to define. I was not working out. Full stop, right? I wanted to figure out why that was a problem. Why was that a problem now where it had never been one before? Exactly and specifically, I needed to come up with the details of the problem and then what would hopefully be a a almost natural solution. All right, so let's get into the sort of the the preparation for the practice. We're creatures of habit as human beings. We like our routines. It makes us feel safe and comfortable. It's an aspect of prediction and response in the basal ganglia, the the, the habit center of the brain. It's looking for certain um, indications through our sensory perceptions about what's happening, and it would trigger an appropriate response for what we're supposed to do. So we find it really easy to do the things we have been repeatedly doing. And as long as the original conditions are there to be met, then we have prediction and response, and then the habit is still relevant and present. But if you're no longer doing something that used to be easy, maybe something you've done almost unconsciously for years, you need to ask yourself, what's changed? That's a very different question than what's wrong with me or why am I making excuses, right? What's changed? So to really address the the question, you need to look at the last time when you easily when you easily and effortless effortless bleh, <laughs> you need to look at the last time when it was easy and effortless for you to do this task or this habit or this routine. So you consider the following things. What are the conditions? that made doing the task or the habit easy? And what was the environment like? So your home or workplace, was it inside, was it outside, the time of day, the colors, the sounds? What was your inner environment like? And that's perhaps emotional state, your level of self-acceptance, how you're viewing your body image, your levels of stress. Are you feeling contented? Do you have quality peace of mind? And your daily routines, what's different 
or what, sorry, what, what were the conditions of your previous working and uh, calendar, your family time, whether you were seeing family and maybe not seeing them anymore, time spent with friends, your rest and recovery, times you went to bed and got up. So you need to then look at the conditions of this moment, the moment in which you were not doing the thing you want to be doing right now. How have the conditions of your life changed? What conditions are no longer being met? So when pieces of the puzzle have suddenly and strangely and without any reason gone missing, we simply don't have a complete picture anymore. And it's not that you need to buy a whole new puzzle and make a brand new picture. Rather, think of it as a, a Rubik's Cube. I don't know if you're old enough to remember when these were all the rage, but that was when I think I was in elementary or high school. I could never figure these things out, but let's the perfect Rubik's Cube, when it's all red on one side and all yellow on one side and all green on one side, it's completed. Well, for whatever reason now, it's no longer solid colors on all sides. And you have to rotate each section of the cube on the different axes and in different directions until you arrive at the completed cube once again. That's the metaphor. Just think of turning layers of the cube as putting into practice a revised and updated set of conditions. That's what we're aiming for. We've had conditions that have worked for us in the past, but these conditions have changed. Nothing is wrong with you. All we need to do is figure out what are the appropriate conditions that would allow us to re-engage with this habit as easily and efficiently and as effortlessly as possible. That is if you want to continue doing this habit, right? So this is the assumption that this is a habit that you want to keep doing for whatever reason. Either you haven't been able to engage with it, and there could be some other stuff going on with that, or that in my case here, it was a habit I've been doing for 37 years. Why the heck am I not doing it, right? Of course, it's human nature to think there must be something wrong with me, but there isn't. Quite simply, COVID, lockdown, everything is in disruption that screwed up. My environment, my freedom to be able to do things in environments like going to the gym, it screwed up the conditions of the habit, okay? So let me take you through the three-step process, the define, refine, align, um, major steps of the personal evolution practice. First thing you're going to do is define what you're not doing. I'm just going to walk you through all of the questions, and then I'm going to share with you how this process worked for me, uh, what results I got. And remember that you can download the personal evolution practice worksheet for free. Uh, the link is either in the show notes or on the blog post that you're reading. Okay. So step one, define what you are not doing. So you, you want to think about when I did this habit or action in the past. So in my case, working out what worked for me while I was doing it. So just think about all the conditions that made it easy for you to do that task, that habit. Second question, what's blocking me from doing this habit now? This could be real or perceived blocks. 
I mean, it could be something very um, almost physical, like in the case of, of COVID. If you, if in Ontario we weren't allowed to go out and exercise outside in in schoolyards or public parks, well, that's an actual physical block in a sense, right? Because we could be asked by the police to leave or fined. So consider variables like location. Uh, suddenly, other tasks have. Um, changed or uh, or there are new ones. Your schedule has changed. Um, There are people, new people or people are missing in, in reference to you being able to do that habit. Perhaps your level of desire has decreased for some reason. Maybe there's a change in the level of excitement for doing this habit. Physical or mental ability somehow maybe have been affected. The third question, what do I think is the real problem or the single reason for me not taking action and doing this habit? And then finally, why is this habit important to me? What is its value to my life? So in this definition section, that last question is, is they're all equally important in their own way, but getting clear about why it's a valuable habit to you and the difference that it makes in your life um, will help in answering the subsequent questions to really get to the core um, of how you're going to make or come up with the strategies so that you can implement a solution. So the second step is always the refinement, looking at the consequences of inaction, the consequences of not um, finding a way to reintegrate, to redo, or get back into the doing of this habit. So first question, what are the consequences of me no longer doing this habit? What will I lose? It's maybe worth asking, what might I gain by not doing this habit? Because that that kind of touches on the possibility is like, is there really a reason why um, you're not doing this habit because maybe you don't want to do it anymore? I don't know. Second question, who am I being while doing this habit? And who am I not being by ignoring this habit? Because we could say, oh, well, you know, I'm just not going to think about it. Maybe it'll resolve itself. Well, you're actually ignoring the problem, which is the habit you've been habitually doing and you want to be doing. So by ignoring it, nothing is going to change. And a final question, what won't I do? What won't I give up? For this habit and why. So the final step is the alignment, getting into the emotional intention that will motivate you to easily and regularly do this habit. Three questions for this section. And the first one is, what do I need to change, eliminate, or reconsider to do this habit on a regular basis? Second question, What are my options or solution that exist in the gaps, in the spaces between that exist in my answer to what's blocking me, to what I've previously answered? That sounds confusing. It's easier to see written on the page. In all the answers that you've already written out to these questions, there might be something missing in the spaces sort of between what you've already said. Maybe there's something recurring 
a pattern that's showing up in how you've answered each subsequent question, which is why there are so many questions in this exercise. Sometimes you write it out word by word, sentence by sentence, and then when you go back and you review everything, you see a theme. Sometimes the theme, sometimes what's not explicitly written is the solution or the key, okay? So in other words, in what's missing or not detailed are there options, strategies, or solutions? And the final question, which of these options feels like the easiest one to start? Why exactly? And how does it make me feel to take that action and do it specifically? Okay, so a reminder, you can download the free PDF worksheet. The link is in the bio. And, and here's how I worked through this process for myself. Now, I'm not going to go through answering every single question because that would probably take me 20 minutes or 30 minutes to answer it. So I've written out just a, a shorter summary that will touch on the majority of the questions, but just as a summary without answering each one directly. So when I exercise... What's worked for me in the past? Well, when I'm working out, I'm fine. I feel great doing it. I always feel better afterwards. And for the rest of the day, my body feels physically more open and limber. My posture is improved. I eat better. I sleep better. And I sleep more soundly. Regular, intense physical exercise is absolutely necessary for my state of mind. It regulates my stress levels. And it helps me to think with greater clarity. I write better. I get more done. Now, there are definitely blocks in my life that weren't there before, which are stopping me. Put that, I put stopping in quotes that are stopping me from exercising. Our home environment has changed because now both of us are working from home at the same time. And when Christian is working, I can't work out in the space where he is. My home environment, that was one of the questions about what conditions have changed. Well, the condition that changed here is that I'm not going to the gym and the home environment to me is not conducive to exercising because when I'm at the gym, I see the equipment, I, I, I smell, <laughs> it smells like a gym. I smell the mats, I may smell people sweating. They're all triggers, but they put me in the zone and immediately I feel like, okay, I'm here in this place where I work out, but at home, I don't feel that. I see my living room. I see my couch and I, I want that to stay clean. I want it to be uncluttered. I don't want to push furniture out of the way. I want this to be a space for relaxation and recovery. So that kind of messes a little bit with my mental perception and my schedule has changed. I used to go to the gym around 6.30 every morning before breakfast. And that was a morning routine for a couple of years. And I loved working out um, or warming up on the treadmill or the elliptical machine. And that was a trigger that got me more into exercise mo mode. I was fully warmed up, ready to lift weights and more limber. But then I started writing first thing in the morning. And immediately after journaling, I was like writing to create new content for 60 minutes to an hour and a half. 
And it's been a game changer for me. And I've been much more productive in my creative output in that sort of stream of consciousness state. And if I was to not have that, I wouldn't produce the same kind of content that I feel I've been creating since I started this. So that makes it really difficult for me to commit to a 6.30 a.m. time, which would work at home. But I've decided that I'm not going to give up that time because my writing time is now far more important than working out at 6.30 in the morning. So when I look at my schedule and that change in conditions, well, 11 a.m. in the morning for about 30 minutes, if I work out more frequently in the week, just before we have lunch would be ideal, but... I would still be interfering with Christian because he will be in that space. So I thought, well, I could ups- I could work out upstairs on, on, on the landing in the hallway, but it's a tight space, it's dark, and I would still be making noise, which might disturb him. And it, it just doesn't feel right. So I asked myself, what are my options or solutions that exist in the spaces between my answers? I could try what I just said, exercising on the upstairs landing at 11 a.m. Maybe we could work out together after we're done work at 4 p.m. But I usually find that I'm pretty tired by that time, and I just want to chill out and relax. So that leads me to the next question. What won't I do and why? Well, as I said uh, just a moment ago, I will not change um, my commitment to my morning stream of consciousness writing. That is now my highest priority. And once I've done that, I could work out before breakfast at 7 or 7.30 a.m. And the only reason that won't happen is if I have a very bad sleep, but I could go outside and have a a, a walk instead so I could still get some exercise. And, And furthermore, knowing that I tend to want to crash or I just feel physically lazy at four o'clock, And even though it seems like it would be a good time on paper, it's not. The times that I've actually tried it, I feel like I'm forcing myself. I just don't have the emotional desire and I don't like it. So I'm not feeling joy, one of my core values. I'd rather go for a walk at that time. That's what would feel best. And I I like to reconnect with Christian to review our day and just sort of to come down. It's that in itself is a habit and a routine that I don't want to interfere with. So... Putting this into practice, how did this work out for me? That was my, those were my answers to the process. Well, it actually worked out really well. Doing resistance training or stretching around 7, 7.30 a.m. is the time that fits best into my schedule. Every once in a while, I'm really hungry, so I, I will compromise and I'll eat. Um, but I'm getting in two to three resistance training workouts done a week. I have either the Saturday or the Sunday when I can do that when I'm not working. And that's become really easy for me to do and to maintain with a strong emotional intention. And I've made it even easier by using um, a training app. I'm using Nike Nike training, NTC, no affiliation whatsoever. I just found it to be really helpful. It has a lot of uh, variety, uh, body weight movements or minimal equipment. We just have some minimal equipment at home and it's fully guided. So in the morning when I'm still not, you know, wanting to 
think everything through for myself. I just press start and off I go. And I was enjoying all of this so much more and satisfied and contented that I was adding the exercise back into my routine that I have a daily agenda. Every um, night before, I figure out exactly what I need to do based on my calendar, uh, what articles I need to write, uh, other tasks I need to do. And I've just added a, a checklist item called Quick Moves into my daily work agenda. And once in the morning, once in the afternoon, I'm, I'm hitting about 50% of the time. I just do like two minutes of kind of calisthenics, um, 60 knee highs, 40 jumping jacks, 30 mountain climbers, 20 squats, 15 push-ups, and maybe a plank variation. And that really helps because we're sitting at home more often. The restrictions of not being able to go out and move about as freely all of this helps. It elevates my mood. It increases my heart rate. It wakes me up and I'm revitalized and I do it between tasks. Tasks. So when I'm going from one particular task into another, that's a really nice way to create that break. All right. So knowledge is power, right? Well, self-knowledge is empowering. When we know what we know about ourselves, we can empower ourselves to make the changes that allow us to create the personal transformation that allow us to solve our own problems. When you realize this, you know that you are the only person who has the answers, the strategies, and the solutions to solve almost any problem that will show up in your own life. And sometimes all this takes is a process of deep self-examination to clearly define the problem, to further refine what that problem is by determining the consequences of not addressing it, and then finally coming up with a solution that is emotionally tangible and motivating. This very last step of emotional alignment is what will make you commit or, or recommit to your habit and make it easier to maintain and enjoy. All right. So a reminder, you can download the free PDF worksheet. The link is in my bio. And if you're curious about how to cultivate a more meaningful and engaging purpose so that you can accomplish your goals with an intentionality that will help you experience more freedom, impact, and joy in 2021, well, you can find out more about how we can work together and, and how I work as a coach by going over to my website at darrensteel.com. Thanks for listening and take good care.